Do you know that 70% of women in the United States wear a size 14 or larger? Despite this, many top brands don't carry plus size options. And if they do, they charge premium prices. At More to Love, we believe everybody deserves affordable and fashionable clothing. That is why we carry new and gently used plus size clothing for a fraction of the original price. We are located at 606 New Leicester Highway behind Wynn's Diner beside the Sonic. This is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where I invite the most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Allie Marshall, who is a poet, performer, writer, editor, filmmaker, and creative community builder. She's interested in moving writing beyond the page, seeking the golden in the mundane, and finding the intersection of art and social justice, as well as reconnecting with mythology, both ancient and modern. I brought Allie on to talk about her creative career and all things, of course, but first, Allie, thank you for returning to my show. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. This is, this is awesome. It is such an honor. We were just talking about the fact that there's some new biz radio shows that are coming out. And so I'm graduating, as Matt, my producer, put it to the sophomore class. And it's just nice to have you here and touch base on where you are. And you were definitely someone I was happy to have on early on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, what a, what an honor for me. I love it. Well, I want to kind of touch a little bit because I think when I had you on so early, I was sort of formulating this process. I want to just wind the clock back a little bit and talk about early Allie days and and how you kind of got to the career you have, because you are someone that I have really seen as an inspiration for a lot of us in the creative world to continue to fight for yourself and find what fits for you. And so let's just, how did you even get to that point that you were willing to stand in your creative self? <laughs> um, no big question, by the way, yeah, right? I'm not like, starting off just, with the banger. <laughs> yeah, just take it, take it slow here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of feel like other than, you know, like my early twenties, uh, when I had no idea what I was doing with myself at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm laughing cause I just saw this thing in the news about like the top tennis player who just retired at age 25. And I was like, Oh my God, when I was 25, I don't know what I was doing, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think one of the things that really helped me to kind of claim creativity for myself was actually going to grad school. Um, Mm. I studied poetry at Goddard and um, I don't know that I would necessarily recommend getting an MFA for artist folks, but for me, it helped me be able to say, yes, I am a writer because I have a piece of paper that says so. Um, And from there, I, I think that kind of helped solidify that commitment to me Mm. um, that I was going to write and I was going to pursue creativity. And then the next thing um, was in the years that I worked for Mountain Express and I was there from 2003 to 2020. Yeah. um, I was really fortunate to land in that role um, and it allowed me to talk to creative people about creativity mm. which is something that just fascinates me you know like what 
is the creative process and what draws us to it and what are our struggles and you know what what are the the hurdles that we're finding um so i think that having those conversations you know week in and week out really fueled again for me that that desire to pursue creativity in my own life and to sort of from what i'm hearing too <clears throat> to take that from this sort of conceptual concept of being good at writing right which of course has a lot of different dynamics to it and then being able to help tell stories and bring those hard conversations in a way that people can digest it i think that's something you and i relate greatly because we sort of love economics and arts and these really big sociological and philosophical questions philosophical questions that are not easy to put down in a thousand word paper yeah right? yeah, yeah. Well, I love that so much. Um, I'm really curious, you know, I had you on, I think probably pretty early on in the pandemic where it feels like reminiscent of what you're saying in the twenties, we were all like, what, what are we doing? What's life? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, I would love to just talk a little bit about what the last like two years has really looked like for you, you know, since leaving Mountain Express, like where have you found yourself or what are all the things you've been doing? Cause I know you've been busy. Yeah. Uh, well, the last two years have, of course, been crazy challenging. Um, but for me, it's it's been good overall. Um, a lot of really wonderful opportunities have presented themselves to me. Um, I, I got a lot more interested in multimedia. Um, mm -hmm. Having a you know forty hour a week job at the paper meant that I just really focused on writing and editing. Right. And moving away from that, it was like, huh, what are the other ways of telling a story that mm -hmm. I'm I'm interested in? So, I've learned about audio and video, um, and I started taking classes at AB Tech, and so I've learned about the Adobe suite and um, video editing and audio editing. And I'm, I'm doing some like basic um, HTML and CSS coding right now. Like Ooh. these are things I never thought I Brush would. Brush those shoulders off. <laughs> right? Um, but it's, it's like, I've just been sort of following the trail of breadcrumbs and seeing mm -hmm. what things pop out that I find I'm curious about. And um, I'll tell you, it is a really interesting thing um i i don't think our society really encourages people to reinvent themselves at mm. you know midlife right. and so there are definitely moments for me of self-doubt like oh you know is this weird like i'm doing these things and you know everybody in my class is like 22. Right. um <laughs> i could definitely be their mom um but at the same time it's kind of like if not now then when right i mean and I would say, too, that there is, right, first off, people call it midlife crisis or whatever, which I think is kind of just a BS term for it, because what I really see is people like us and creatives and people who aren't necessarily living a creative lifestyle realizing what becomes important, right? As we get closer mm -hmm. to less days than more days in our life, right, which we all inevitably walk towards, there is this desperation, I think, almost to find this joy, this purpose, this happiness. And let's be honest, it doesn't often come sitting behind a desk working a 40 hour career. For some people yeah. it can, but that isn't the traditional 
for actually how we feel as humans. It's just the traditional is how we've set it up for society. And again, this is why I think you're such an inspiration because you dive into the, the sort of idea of contemplation, right? What would it look like for me to do audio or video or learn Adobe or coding? And so I'm curious, what are some of the, the maybe threads you're seeing from maybe this MFA work you did to actually like writing for the paper to some of the work you're doing now? What's the commonalities and why is that your breadcrumb trail right now? <laughs> well, the commonality um, is storytelling. Um, mm -hmm. And what I want to be doing with with my work and with the toolbox that I'm building is is amplify the voices of artists in this community and other creative communities. I mean, I do feel, I feel that Asheville's creative community is so important and unique, um, but I also feel that we do live in a global community these days and it's yeah. nice to kind of um, flex muscles outside of Asheville as well uh, and support people who I feel in alignment with. So yeah. th that's kind of what I'm doing. So it's, uh, right now, it seems to be coming out in um, a little bit of publicity, a lot of social media management, um, and just kind of creative work around those things. Um, a real strong desire that I have is to create book trailers and then exhibition mm. trailers um, for artists, because we think, you know, there's always like the album trailer when a musician's about to put their album out. But what about when an artist is about to open their show? Like, why don't we have a really cool video trailer for that? Mm. So I'm wanting to bring those sorts of things, um, make them available to, to artists. And then just also, you know, be here to help um, help people tell their stories, help people make the connections they need to make, whether it's for like one campaign or, you know, month to month or, or whatever it is. But it just feels so rewarding to me to see how all of my, my different jobs and, and um, eras kind of come together to make that possible. You know, I just can really relate to that personally. I know you and I talk a lot about sort of finding our paths and our journeys. And I've been a mental health professional and I've been an event producer. And now I'm in, you know, workforce development for artists, which everyone's like, mm -hmm. what? Don't get that. <laughs> and that's what I feel for you. You've always had this, it feels like this deep need to keep these stories going and be a part of that record keeping process, right? Being a part of the putting it on paper, putting it on vinyl, putting it on video, putting it on audio allows these stories to ripple out past when we're we're not around anymore too and that's so powerful and I love that you're bringing this really creative art into sort of really static concepts like marketing and business so I would love for you to talk a little more if someone wanted to come to you with a creative project what is what is that process of identifying what they need and and how does that work with you yeah, so um, I like for it just to begin with a conversation, you yeah. know, just kind of sit down and talk about what they're what they're wanting. Um, I, you know, I feel like I can bring some organization to that. We can because I think a lot of us have so many ideas, you know, creating. <laughs> well, I want to do these fifteen things um, next week, so and I have three dollars. So yeah. here we go. <laughs> So I think part of the process is being like, all right, like what, what is the message here? Like, what is the big thing that we're going to work on? What is our focus for this month? You know, mm -hmm. is it, is it an album launch? Is it, you know, a, 
a, a series of lectures that you've been putting together? You know, what, what is the thing? And then we make a plan from there. Um, we create we create a monthly plan. We get their social media up um, and active. You know, we figure out what press releases we need to send out or what, you know, spaces they might need to do some kind of a live performance or presentation. Just whatever the thing takes. It's, it's funny to speak in general terms because I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm hearing is, and this is the real key, is this concept of goal setting and project management is really overwhelming a lot of times for us creatives. Like you said, we have so many ideas. We, I'm someone who doesn't statically work the same hours every day. Like sometimes I'm putting in a 10 hour day. Sometimes it's a four hour day. That's my flexibility for me. But again, if we go back to society, there's not a lot of room for accepting these things. And so you just bring this ability to say, hey, you be your creative self. I'm going to wrap the structure and the system and the know-how to get people involved with that. Because that is really difficult, right? Artists is in the middle of creating something. They're like, wait, you want me to take photos? Wait, I need to tell people what's going on. Wait, I have to write stuff down? No way. Like I just see that over and over because we want them to stay in the creative process. But how do we capture that in a way that feels mm -hmm. organic, not stressful, not, you know, strained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly what you're describing is what, what I've seen for so many years too. You know, there's this kind of joke about like, why should an artist have to write an artist statement? You don't make a... <laughs> you know, whatever, like, you don't, you don't make a writer dance about their, their, their book cover. <laughs> um, but I kind of feel like there's a really good point there. And what if I can apply what I'm good at and love doing, which is telling the story and, and leave that person more space to work on the creative end of it and not have to, you know, get out of their, their lane to do a bunch of things they really aren't inspired to do. Yeah, one of uh, the things that I really loved about creating this business course for creatives was really diving into different learning styles and different ways of sort of leadership. And really, again, identifying that you certainly don't have to be good at everything <laughs> to make a successful career, to make a successful business, knowing yourself, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, setting priorities and goals and walking towards that. Really, you can achieve most of anything, right? Again, you said you never thought you'd be coding and here you are learning some of that. Like that's, it is true that you can really create and manifest anything. And what I know about both sides of spirituality and business is they actually work together. You want to manifest? Great. Also write it down. Also get yeah. some project management behind it. Also, you know, get your yeah. candles, get your smudge and do all the other stuff too. pair it with this other piece. And I just love that you're bringing that. So um, I want to kind of dive in a little bit, maybe either to some projects that you've been working on. But first, I have to just talk about Fringe a little because it's always <laughs> been a touch point of ours. It's always yeah. something that like brings us back around. And I know that you were able to just perform a couple weeks ago in person yeah. for the first time in what, two years, three years now. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, tell me about your performance and what was the inspiration behind it, Pretty Please. Yeah, so um, it, it it's interesting. This kind of fits into what we've been talking about because the performance that I did with my partner, Ryan Glass, who's a pianist, um, it it was called the top 10 superpowers of all time. And, <laughs> and what it it's about is kind of my own um, realization over the course of COVID and losing my long-term job and, you know, being 
being quarantined at home and all of this and feeling so hopeless and like everything, all of the skills that I depended on for so long were just useless. Yeah. And then kind of having this awakening to my greater creative self and realizing that so many aspects of who I am that I just thought of as being like quirks, you know, were actually powerful like mm. really powerful creative things it wasn't just me being weird it was like me being <laughs> me and showing up in a way that it, the world really needs mm. so the whole performance is about that it's about claiming these aspects of ourselves that we feel like are like weird or unnecessary or too complicated or hard to explain and how as we claim them and just show up in an authentic way, we really are the superheroes that the world needs so desperately right now. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And again, <laughs> you and I have so many kind of aligned visions with that. I know that you've let me ramble on about art hero forever <laughs> and ever too. And that is so what that's about is, is yes. for so long society hasn't really valued creativity on the level you and I know it should be because you and I know that that bridge was created with creativity. We know that that system and the government was created with someone's creative mind, right? You didn't just mm -hmm. sit there and then have every app, right? Everything that exists has creative components to it. And it should be one of the highest priorities, but it isn't. And since that, we have to be those people to stand up and be like, this isn't weird. This is normal. And this is yeah, being yeah. the savior you wish you could be <laughs> or that you can be <laughs> if you choose to stand up for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, you know, I'm curious, too. I wanted to just talk a little bit for you. What was it like the fringe before having to create this digital piece. And, you know, I know, again, that was like early on in some of your video production skills yeah. building. So just talk a little bit about maybe the contrast of what last year really offered. Wait, was it two years digital or one year? I forget. Um, just one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So last year, um, 2021, what, what was that like? I really enjoyed it. And I was so thankful that it existed because we needed art so bad, but yeah. just curious from the artist's perspective. Um, you know, I think for some people, it wasn't that great. Like there's, yeah. there are art forms that are hard to relay through sure. video, but um, for me, it was awesome. And, and I, I definitely know other artists who I've spoken to about this, like adding that, that digital virtual component, it's kind of opened up this other world that I hope we, we never really veer all the way away from again. Mm -hmm. Um there's, there's so many, I mean, it's just wonderful to have different outlets for your art. It's really nice that we're at a point in, you know, the evolution of humans that we can just create a home studio and yeah. we, can, we can produce little performances. I mean, I think that the way that we consume, you know, Instagram reels and TikTok shows that we want that kind of digital entertainment mm. and creativity. Um, so the thought of taking that and expanding on it for people who have the uh, attention span to sit and watch something for 15 minutes instead of one minute, <laughs> that's so that's so exciting. And it also makes art more inclusive. You know, yeah. when we think of how many people in our communities, unfortunately, you know, maybe a venue isn't accessible or maybe right. that person really loves art, but just isn't 
able to leave their house for whatever reason, mm-hmm. being able to access that, you know, online is like, just makes it so much more equitable. Mm, I can just like hear the excitement in your voice talking about it too. That's really cool. Cause a lot of artists and creatives just feel like social media is such a drain. These things are so overwhelming. So with the last minute or two we have, are there any upcoming projects you're excited about? Or if people are interested in working with you, like just what's new and how can people reach out and talk to you? Yeah, well, I would love for people to reach out and talk to me and I am on all the social media platforms. So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and my website. Um, I have two, but I would send you to amfmbroadcast.com. So AM like Ali Marshall, FM like the radio station broadcast.com. And that's where, you know, that's a great way to connect with me and talk about projects that you have ideas for that we might be able to work on together. And yeah, I'm, I'm would just love to hear what folks are up to and see if, you know, if we can connect, if we can work together and collaborate and if I can help support your projects, you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to be here for. I love that. Well, as someone who has spent your entire career learning how to uplift and share those stories, I think you're just such a good person for that. And I will certainly be sending some of my clients and colleagues your way. (laughs) And yeah, just thanks again for being here, Allie. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for creating this, this platform. It's just, it's uh, really heartening and really inspiring. Just one more way to tell those stories, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we, that's what we do. That's right. Well, as always, this is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty show where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in and please connect by visiting bizradioashville.com or on Instagram at jphcreativebiz. I would love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.